Hello, friends. This is Phonograph DJ Mac bringing you Centennial Songs. 100 years ago, the role of the drummer was changing dramatically. Drums are arguably the first musical instrument created by humans. They're written into books, songs, religion, and ritual as far back as written records go. Of course, they've always been used to entertain, and into the 1800s, the drum or trap kit developed as a term for percussionists who carried their battery of beaters for all the requirements of whatever the gig was. Around 1900, a ragtime drum set consisted of a snare drum, a bass drum, a cymbal, uh, maybe accessories like wood blocks, cowbells, Chinese toms, bells, a tambourine. Modern drumming moves forward with the Ludwig Drum Company being formed in 1909, introducing the foot or kick pedal for the bass drum and freestanding cymbals, now freeing up the drummer's hands. It should be said that early recordings of drummers are sparse as the percussion overpowered the primitive recording technology, hence drums were mostly omitted from band arrangements. And some things like wood blocks would often substitute for drums. Want to mention a couple seminal drummers. In the early teens, Buddy Gilmore was a flamboyant drummer with James Reese Europe's band who often took his kit center stage. His skill and showmanship are well documented, including drum solos, sometimes traded off with Vernon Castle during their performances together. A milestone is reached in 1917 when what you might think of as a drummer and his kit are recorded with Tony Sabababaro and the original Dixieland Jazz Band with Livery Stable Blues for Victor. Finally, the drum set are being able to be recorded. And really, it's Warren Baby Dodds, Johnny Dodds, younger brother, who brings drumming to the perfect coalescence with jazz. He and Louis Armstrong spent three years playing on riverboats in and out of New Orleans, and both went on to be seminal figures in respect to their instruments and influence. Oh, now for this program, I'm going to play a recording by an enigmatic and largely unknown performer who information about is scarce, James Lent, the ragtime drummer. It's really been hard to find really any information about James Lent. Uh, I've been wanting to feature this song for a while, but how do you do a podcast about someone who you don't have any info about? Well, I think I figured it out. I, I can't find out where he was born or where he died, what his race was where it was from, how he got started. He first appears on a 1903 British cylinder of the Ragtime Drummer, his big song, which uh, leads us to believe that may be where he's from. But he seemed to be working in vaudeville in New York, playing shows and with bands like Wilbur Sweatman, another jazz proponent of the time. I found a couple references in old newspapers that are just so weird. One report from Dallas 1920 tells of James just purchasing an unusual instrument called a guero that sounds worse than its name is pronounced. Another short one tells that in the production of Good Times at the legendary New York Hippodrome, James hits the bass drum 7,884 times more than any other show he's been in. Right. Well, that's some information. Every History of drumming compilation I see starts with this recording, and it's the first one to really feature drums. Uh, and one thing I've learned about this hobby, in the decades that I've been in it, 
the data continues to become uncovered and come out. So I won't be surprised, but I will be excited to learn more information about James Lent. So until then, let's just enjoy this 1912 version on the Victor label of the Ragtime Drummer by James Lent, this week's Centennial Song. <laughs> 